You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Won't apologize for spitting Shonda Rhimes. The space that we make is never colonized. Talking games and movies that actors were. Better shake your booties for Black Girl Nerds. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie, and this episode is hosted by Ryan. This episode features two segments. In our very first one, we welcome actor Lamarne Morris. Lamarne, you currently can see in the Hulu series Woke, but he's here to actually talk to us about his latest venture in a new podcast called Unwanted. It's a new action comedy scripted series from Q Code. Unwanted features two slackers who attempt to catch an escaped convict murderer who allegedly is hiding in their town to cash in on a million dollar reward bounty. As the heroes are stuck in a cycle of Chinese food, video games, and not living up to their potential, this cycle isn't broken until they hear about a complex prison escape which is where the story begins. So you definitely want to check out this very first segment featuring Lamar. In our second segment, we welcome the team behind the Titan comic, Life is Strange. Life is Strange is a fictional comic series based on the critically acclaimed BAFTA winning video game of the same name. And we are excited to be speaking to the writer and illustrator behind that comic, writer Emma Vicelli and artist Claudia Leonardi. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And look, check this out. I am with one of the only actors and comedians on the planet that will make you second guess if you are woke because of a story about a koala. I'm just going to put that out there. If you do not know what I'm talking about, go check out Woke on Hulu. You're also going to want to check out his upcoming, his new project, Unwanted. It is a scripted action comedy podcast. I'm talking about Lamorne Morris. Thank you for joining me. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. Uh, this, by the way, Unwanted, I can't wait to dive into this. This is so dope and so cool, the way the, the podcasting world is turning out. Um, but before, before that, though, I got to go back to Woke. Now that everybody has kind of had a chance to kind of catch up, what were your what are your thoughts about the season finale? Um, you know, and I, by the way, I got to mention, I was excited he got his trusty advisor marker back at the end. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, for me, I like I loved it. I loved it because it keeps it open. You know what I mean? Like we have a, a place for our character, Keith, to go. And we also have a yeah. place for all the characters to go. Um, right. Like I always say, these woke is not just about Keith. It's about the the, the roommates as well. You know, mm-hmm. it's about San Francisco as a character as well, you know, um, and the the growth that needs to happen and the growth that has been happening. Um, so I'm anxious for the second season just because you don't know where he's going to go. 
you know, the, the, the yeah, possibilities that's what I love are about endless. It, yeah. 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 It's like, well, okay, well, I think the question was, what are you going to do now? And, yeah. Like, I, and I love the little camp, the little look at the camera you do. I was yep. like, oh my gosh, that is the perfect tease for us to sit here and wait. Like, oh gosh, we only got eight episodes. We got to wait for yeah. season two. Yep. So yeah, I'm excited. Hopefully fans are excited as well. And I'm excited that, that you're excited. So. Yeah, I mean, it was cool, too. Um, I was curious, too, did you get any kind of interesting stories or feedback? Because I think it was so perfectly timed, too, you know, especially in the Black community, um, different things that were going on with the Black Lives Matter movement, just to have something like that out where people can see it in different, you know, like you said about the roommates bringing in the entire cast, just different ways to look at, you know, racism and in the work and stuff going on in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100 percent. I mean, you know, I spoke to a lot of different friends about it, activists, um, politicians, you know, people with their, you know, boots on the ground actually doing some of the work that, you know, we talk about. And um, they they loved it because it wasn't it wasn't this. It's not the same old story. Um, it's it's just, it's it's coming from a from a different angle, from a different perspective right. where. Right. You know, and it's not even just about the the absurdity of it and the outlandish nature that that is police brutality. It comes from, you know, internally, this guy who doesn't he don't even know how, quote unquote, black he may be. He doesn't even know if that's a real thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, damn, I'm getting treated this way. I I didn't I thought I was above that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Happened to me. So. Right. And there are people like that. For a while, I was like me. You know, I was always like when I whenever I got stopped by the police, I just was so appalled. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, you like what? Like, what? come on, yes, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. friendly. <laughs> like, why? Right? You, yeah. You know, and, uh, and it was always you fit the description. So I, mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. for me that was um, I think that's the the cool angle that the show takes because there are a lot of people who live in those shoes that you know television and movies don't necessarily address the the awkward black you know exactly like, you yeah, know exactly yeah. you know and that's so i so i love so i i i i love speaking to people about it i love seeing what people say because a lot of people don't necessarily agree with the messaging which is great which is fine you know we're not out trying to cure and solve racism we just want people to know that hey microaggressions happen too all kinds of things happen yeah you know yep. and we come in all shades shades and sizes and you know, everybody has a story to tell. Yeah. And you got to love it. Like comedy, like they just get you, like you just want a reaction. Hey, you looking yeah. at it. You may not like it, but you're looking at it. You exactly. got a reaction. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, another past project I want to talk to you about to kind of seg- segue into a, the um, action comedy drama, which I love seeing you in, by the way, the way you kind of can work the different areas is really cool because not everybody can do that. Because sometimes, you know, you can have comedy and action. You're like, no, that, that yeah. wasn't it. No. <laughs> um, you did uh, Wiggins and Bloodshot, which I oh, thought was yeah. really cool. Um, because it was like the tech genius that you didn't know you needed to like exactly. the last couple, last half of the movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do I wanted to ask you first of all what that experience was like for you, and can we see more of a Wiggins character for you in the future? Well, that experience was insane, just because as an actor, a lot of times it's reverse. Meaning, if you're a British performer or an Australian performer, they allow you to play American all the time. Mm, well, a lot okay. of these cats, yeah, a lot of these cats you have no idea are from the UK. And, yeah, yeah. you know, Damson Idris, mm-hmm. Daniel Kaluuya, Idris right. Elba, mm-hmm. you know, um, David Oyelowo, a lot of these people, yep. you know, are, I mean, they're all brilliant performers. So when you don't know they're from the UK, that's a great job that they're doing. But yeah, on the flip side, you know, 
we can do the same thing, but we don't get those opportunities as often. Yeah, that was very interesting. She got to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So and, you know, so a funny story. I was actually speaking with um, Damson Idris today, who does an amazing job on Snowfall. He we spoke about this today where he said, I would love to see, you know, American brothers get an opportunity to play British to do what we do. He's like, because we're all he goes, he goes with black actors. A lot of times they don't let that happen. Yeah. You know. And so, and, and he's a big, you know, a big fan of, 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 of just acting and just, you know, black performers. Right. And so, you know, mm-hmm. so that was interesting. I just having that conversation today. Um, and so it was fun, man. It was fun to, to, to tackle something like that and try to, you know, do something different that people don't see often just to showcase like, Hey, I'm a performer. I can right. do yeah. a lot of different things, you know? Mm-hmm. So so that was great. And um, and uh, what was the second part of your question? I forget. <laughs> oh, I'm wondering if you, are you going to do them? Because I would love to kind of see you like, we get, we're get we going to talk about Unwanted here in a minute, but just doing more action would be really cool. I would be excited to see as a fan to see you do that more. Yes. So there, there are talks for another Bloodshot. Oh, you nice. Know, the theatrical release was kind of dampened a little bit by the pandemic, right. mm-hmm. um, but we did really well on streaming and on demand. So there are talks that we'll have another one. Um, and, you know, hopefully we can get Unwanted turned into a film or, or a series. Yeah, I, this thing would be hilarious. I would watch this because I felt yeah. like I already needed to watch it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it has that feel, you know. It has mm-hmm. that, um, that immersive, immersive feel to it. So, you're, you, you know, even though you're listening to it, you still feel like you're watching a film. Yeah, you know? yeah, which is cool. Which is great. So hopefully I'll be able to do, you know, uh, some action in that, but also mm-hmm. other things that I'm developing as well. Um, you know, film on the film side and the television side. So uh, I'm anxious to, 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 you know, to hear the reactions of some of the stuff. Ooh, that's stay tuned. I like it. I like it. Stay tuned. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, going into uh, Unwanted Here. Now, why podcasting? Like, and it's so cool. Like if people don't know, listeners go out and check out, just Google. Like there's so many ways you can go with podcasting, which I think is cool. But mm-hmm. what kind of drew you into that world? Um, on the surface, it was just fun and easy to do. Mm-hmm. I, I had done a, you listen to podcasts all the time. Um, you know, in the car, it's an easy listen. You know, it's very informational at times, entertaining at times. Some of the comedic, yeah. like, um, you know, interview type podcasts. Mm-hmm. But then on the scripted side, you don't hear them that much. You know, kind of takes you back to the old days when people used to listen to stories on the radio. Um, about aliens invading, et cetera. Um, and I had done one podcast called The Carrier uh, with Cynthia Arrivo, and it was just amazing. It was like mm-hmm. listening to it, I thought, holy crap, I didn't know I recorded this. You know, yeah, yeah. I was like, this is insane. Um, you know, you almost don't need visuals for it. You're like, yeah, I don't, yeah, it's, it's doing just fine. You know, it's serving yeah, its purpose right. just fine. So then that company approached me and, and, and wanted to hear some ideas to see if I wanted to develop my own. And uh, I partnered um, with my buddy Kyle Chevron. He's my writing partner. Um, also a few other cats, uh, Dominic Blackwell Cooper, uh, Joey Wonder and Robbie Wonder. And then we just kind of put our heads together and, and dove in um, with Q Code um, and made this. And so that's that's why. But we, you know, the interesting thing is that we want to keep doing this. We want to make all kinds of comedies, action comedies, and not just comedies. We want to keep creating. I think this is the new wave um, 
this is the new wave of, of listening. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. It's, it's great storytelling. You're in the car. Like I said, you could be, I, I'm in, I listen to podcasts in the shower. I have a speaker in my shower and I just, I'll just zone out, you know, yeah. just take way too much time in there listening to stuff, you know? So yeah. Cause there's so many of them and so many things you can do with it. Yes. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's insane. Exactly. So if there's a subject matter, you can find a podcast on it for sure. You de- Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's getting that way. Um, what now tell me about, um, coming up with, uh, Grant and Ben and why unwanted? And by the way, who I don't think I would ever go after a convicted murder. I don't think I got that much uh, gangsta in me to do that. So I'm just curious about that. I'm like, man, how do you come up with this? Well, I think you know, on the, nobody would really like. But these, <laughs> that's the interesting thing about these dumbass characters. Like these, dudes, <laughs> they think they think because well, first of all, they're down in their luck. Like these are best friends right. who yep. who, who yep. really need the money, mm-hmm. and they think, oh, it's a lady. Like we could do that, right? But she's the most <laughs> badass person on the planet. So it's kind of like, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. oh y'all, oh y'all must have forgot. You know, she just break out of prison, right? Like, right, exactly. <laughs> so, and and we wanted the reason why we wanted to combine those two things was because we usually see the the same old like a bad guy, and so we were like, yo, we want to see it. We want to see a dope, a, a a dope like, and we went Irish too. So it was like something that yeah. you can't really, you yep, never really yep. see these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, and we wanted to make sure, um, that we, we, we told the story about, kept it, kept it modern, but t- had a very eighties homage to it. I was geared to ask that question. Yep. Yeah. Because we, like, we grew up on these like eighties, early nineties kind of action comedy, um, films and like, we love those films. And so we were like, how do we combine all these things that we we really want to see, or in this case, hear. Yeah. Um, and so that's why we have a very um, 80s like vibe to it. Um, you know, it, it's it's uh, it's definitely something that we 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 thought about for a long time, trying to combine the two. We were like, do we make do we put the setting in the 80s? No, we don't think so. Let's have it modern, but with an 80s feel to it. Almost like how yeah. Drive Drive had that kind of old school feel to it um mm-hmm. and you know but it was still a modern film so um that you know and with the collaboration of q code um they they did a, a great job of putting the music together yeah um, i was gonna say i love it, it had some theme song oh my gosh <laughs> unwanted man oh my god when that god. hit i was like am i is this is a, this is a whole tv show like it sounds weird to say <laughs> but it's like a whole tv show in my ear like i was like what yo it was crazy, crazy. It, it, that pro- the whole process was crazy um you know i'm trying to find this uh hold on a second i'm trying to find something the other day i was hold on let me see so Actually, no, I can, anyway, so when we were when we were putting together the thing, um, yeah, Darren Johnson was like he's the, the head of music, the sound department, mm. and music department. He he scored this whole thing and did a, a beautiful job. But he got Rick Astley to do the theme song, and <laughs> I was scared to ask that. I thought it was me. I was like, who is this on this theme song? Yo, we. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, there's no way he's going to say yes. I was like, there's no way he's going to say yes to this. This is crazy. I mean, the guy's an icon. And when he was like, yes, I was like, oh my God, you got to be kidding me. Like, we're doing this for real. Like, this is a real, yeah, and we're doing really well right now. So I'm really excited. That is so cool. So like you guys, if you just go listen for the theme song, like just Mm -hmm. listen, come back. It's, it's, It's insane how this is going down. 
Um, so mm-hmm. I want to talk to you because you're co-creator, writer as well. What was what is this process like? Do you kind of approach it like a TV show, even though it's a podcast? Or how do you guys go about like kind of mapping it out? Like you doing storyboards? Um, in a in a way. Now this one was interesting because it started out as a film script that we had. Mm, okay. Um, so what we did was we just dissected it, broke it down, and kind of um, manipulated it to to fit into a series format. Um, gotcha. Okay. You know, and there are a lot of different things that. There's a lot of simplification that needs to happen when you're when you're turning it into audio. Mm-hmm. So you, you you break down the script a little bit, you reduce the amount of characters, and you you simplify it a little bit to fit this format. And so that was a different way of attacking it. Usually, you know, sometimes you you would you would um, put up cue cards or you know or note cards all on the wall, or you would you would right. have a Google Doc back and forth. Which we we had the Google Doc going back and forth, and we kind of broke certain episodes down. Into mm-hmm. their own like their own sections. So um, and again, with the help of Q code, we definitely um, they kind of gave us the the format of how of where they've been they've been successful on how to yeah. do some of these things. But you know, Kyle Chevron uh, led the charge on that front. He was like, you know, diligently putting that work in. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and um, along with the rest of the guys, but he he really he really crushed it on this one. Um, and to and to talk about too, um, speaking of crushing it, Billy Magnuson uh, plays Grant. You mm-hmm. guys chemistry, like you can hear the chemistry, which is a unique <laughs> thing that takes a lot of work because you like you said, you can't see anything. Like yeah. you gotta get the sound effects, you gotta get everything right, how oh, you interacted. Yeah. Were you guys in the same studio? Kind of or how how did you guys kind of put that together? Yeah, so Billy and I uh were in the same room. So when we did it, sometimes some there were moments where Billy would record on his own. And and I would record on my own. I would have to listen back to what he said and try to make it fit. But we have great chemistry. Billy is one of my best friends. Um, we used to live together. Like we did, gotcha, game, okay. we did game night together. Um, so he's like, that's like my brother. So the chemistry is already there. Even there's a there's a scene where we have Jake Johnson from New Girl. He's he uh, plays uh, the Walmart greeter. Um, oh. <laughs> and so like that was. That was fun too because again, worked together for seven years on something. We have a, mm-hmm. a pretty cool shorthand, so it was really easy working remotely with him. Um, you know, Rose MacGyver, and I have a good shorthand with her. She's on woke with me. Um, a lot of the characters that 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 jumped on the podcast are either friends from college, mm-hmm. you know, friends from high school. Um, it's a uh, yeah, it was, you know, hopefully like the, the goal, like I said, is to either do another season of this one or keep making shows yeah. because I just want to be Adam Sandler. I just want to create stuff for my friends and play and have fun and, uh, you know, and make some good product. Yeah, well, you guys are definitely having fun. And this is crazy. You guys I want it. Check it out where you find your podcast. I've been listening to it on Apple Podcasts. And by the time you hear this, about four episodes out, I'm sure they're going to keep dropping here for you guys. Um, not to give too much away. Um, I just want to say one of my favorite scenes with mm-hmm. Ben Grant is when they stumble upon this actually uh, convicted murderer and don't know anything that they're doing yeah. in this whole scene. That's what I'm saying about the whole chemistry between you guys is amazing because you can't see anything, but you can hear all the the, yeah. the sound effects. The language goes crazy because you guys are trying to figure out what to do. You're hoping you didn't ruin something. So, yeah, you guys definitely got to look out for that scene. That was the most hilarious thing I've oh, ever yeah. heard in my life. <laughs> crazy. I'm like, yeah, I would probably have a few more words if I ran into a convicted murderer, but then, you know, that's just oh. me. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Obviously, you would. You would. But in that moment, like, you know, these guys, well, 
they they ain't the brightest. They ain't the brightest. What do you call them? Cookies in the jar? I don't know. <laughs> they ain't the brightest. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they are definitely, they're definitely, this is going to be fun to see this unfold. What can you tease about Ben, though? Can you tease anything? I don't want to give too much away for everybody, but what can you tease about him coming up? Um, coming up in future episodes, Ben kind of, hmm, Ben puts his foot down. Ben's kind of one of the, he's a character that, you know, he's ready to do certain things, but he's not, he's kind of apprehensive yep. because his stakes are a mm-hmm. little bit higher. But then you start to see Ben, Ben really takes one for the team. That's what oh, I'm okay. say. I was wondering when his moment was coming because I was like, Grant been kind of pulling it in a little bit here. So I was wondering when Ben's moment was coming. Oh yeah, uh, he, he, <laughs> he he's going to take one for the team coming up. I think I think you'll be uh, yeah, you guys will love it. That's gonna be cool. Well, I'm excited for this to continue. I'm gonna keep listening. Um, I want to as we kind of wrap here because you mentioned the '80s. Did you have any like Grump? Did you have any kind of '80s like favorite TV shows, movies? Um, Beverly Hills Cop. You know. Okay. Um, Nice. Shout out! Shout out to uh, Coming to America too. That's on, oh yeah, haven't seen it yet. You guys go check it out. Oh yeah, my boy Jermaine Fowler's in there. He kills it. Um, you know, Arsenio, Eddie, obviously the whole cast, mm-hmm. Wesley Snipes. I mean that Tiana Taylor. It's, man, the whole cast I think is dope. So, yeah. but the original that's one of my favorite movies of all time. So you know, yep. and then you know all the Die Hard, Lethal Weapon. Mm, those are just, yeah. those are just, I mean, in anything, Jean-Claude Van Damme, let's just be, let's just be Oh honest. yeah. 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 He's the, he's the legend. Jean-Claude Van yeah, Damme. Yeah. You can't go wrong with that. You can't, you cannot. Um, so yeah, actually, actually action Jackson. I haven't seen that movie in a long oh. time, but <laughs> I just remember going like, okay, if Michael B. Jordan doesn't do a remake of action Jackson, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to get in shape and do it for him. <laughs> yes. There you go. There you go. Next role on your long list of projects. There you go. Yep, exactly. I'm doing Action <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> Lamore, thank you so much. It's been so fun to talk to you. Thank you for thank catching you. back up with us. Oh, man. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Um, and you guys stay safe. And, you know, I'm going to come back later and talk to you about some other kind of crazy stuff we got going on. But, yes, definitely check out Unwanted, you guys, where you find all your podcasts. Thank you, guys. The Black Girl Nerds podcast will return in just a moment. Welcome to the Black Girl Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and I'm so excited, you guys, to have another episode where we can dive into the wonderful world of comics and new publishers and writers and artists. Um, like, I love to get their background story on how they started in comics and coming up with these different worlds that we like, we get to escape to. For today, for this episode, we're going down to Titan Comics, and we are talking about Life is Strange, because it is a little bit strange sometimes. And Life is Strange is actually based off an episodic adventure game for all you fans out there. That's something new I didn't know, so I was excited to learn that. And I am with the writer, Emma Vacelli. Hopefully I did that right, Emma. And uh, <laughs> artist, uh, Claudia. Uh, Claudia. See, I'm trying to add stuff to it. Claudia Leonardi. How you doing, guys? Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Thank you guys again, because I know this time difference is crazy, so I really appreciate your time. <laughs> that's just the world now isn't it though we all live on fluid time <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right so tell us you guys what about i guess i'll start with you emma tell us about getting into writing comics because that's such a it's such an interesting job title i feel to have out there it's so cool like tell us about getting into that world for, yeah for me writing comics is feels a lot newer and really exciting which is still weird to say because when i first got into comics it was as a 
a writer and an artist because I was doing it very much indie press. Um, I still do uh, making my own stories. So I'd write them, I'd draw them. I had a, like a comic circle, Sweat Drop, who are still going here in the UK. So we were very much like fold, staple, take our comics to a convention, sit behind a table and sell them. And that was my route into comics. Um, then professionally, I ended up doing the art side of things. So writing my own stories was something I did for myself. Um, and then I've like dabbled, I've done little bits of writing, um, sometimes published stuff like shorts for myself. But Life is Strange is the first big thing where I've been able to write and work with an artist. Um, she says, gesturing to Claudia. Um, which that for me feels so <laughs> new and exciting. And I, I keep having to catch myself because I, I say things like, oh, yeah, this is the first comic I've written. And, of course, it's not. It's just it's the first time I've written a comic with a publisher, with an artist. Like it's it's stepping over the yeah, wall and yeah. being on the other side. I'm so used to being the artist on titles like this. So mm -hmm. it's um, getting the opportunity to do it is amazing because I think uh, Titan and, and Andrew James at the time, it was him who, approached me about it um I was working with Titan as an artist at the time working on Doctor Who um but I also write and draw mm -hmm. I co-create a series called Breaks uh, with Marlon Ryden which is very like teen drama romance queer like it fits a lot of the boxes that mm -hmm. Life is Strange does so when they got the license right. Andrew originally asked me would I be interested in doing the art which I couldn't take on at the time because of schedule and then he like a amazing legend said well would you want to write it um because he'd been reading breaks and he knew it was sort of in my wheelhouse and that was like to to have that trust in me taking on a project like this um was just amazing for me yeah that's cool yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh claudia what about you for as far as like uh being the artist and getting into that world because look my my whole comic book would just be straight stick figures like i just i just would stick with that just to get it all through <laughs> Well, actually, I started drawing when I was a child. So we go really back in time. I just started recently. Uh, my, I, I came to the comic book uh, world uh, quite recently uh, because uh, before this, uh, I just uh, used, you know, drawing as an hobby because I, I didn't see it, uh, uh, you know, becoming my a real job. Uh, I didn't have this mentality where yeah, I saw myself absolutely. drawing as a job. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just, um, I tried. I tried uh, and uh, it was uh, <laughs> right before Life is Strange, I was uh, self-publishing with other authors. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I just found myself uh, in the right place at the right time. And I, I tried my luck. I just uh, I tried and uh, so well this pe this person is uh, approaching me to try and draw something uh, some mm -hmm. something for uh, for this project let's see if uh, if I'm the right one and uh, well first of all I have to thank Andrew because uh, he asked Emma and uh, I have to say that uh, reading her script uh, I am I, I can see that uh, you were an artist before becoming a writer because they are written amazingly. Oh, and, uh, oh good. And then, uh, <laughs> I'm serious, really. And, uh, yeah. and then uh, I just um, made some, uh, I drew the character design at the beginning. And from what uh, Emma told me, 
she was the one that uh, just chose me among the others because I was not the only one that um, they selected to to try yeah, it's worth yeah. jumping in to say that, like, I love where Claudia's like, well, I tried. I tried. I gave it a good like, Yeah, I'm going to say, I love that. <laughs> yeah, for everybody that's that's listening to this, that's like, oh, I can draw, but but can I really do this? Can I get into this world? Yeah, I love that you say, I, you know, I tried. I wanted to see Never what was going to happen. don't try. Always try. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, always I try. I went to that meeting. Uh, I went down to Titan and we sat, I think it was like, Mm, I forget now it was like six or seven artists who Titan had reached out to and they had them like laid out on a table again this for me was so unusual because I'm used to being the artist who's laid out along with the other artists like so to be the yeah in the position yeah. of coming in as a writer like who would you like to work with like this is weird for me and and I mean they were they were all good artists but something about Claudia's just like it was just so alive I think Claudia's artwork is just mm-hmm. so it breathes you know how like I'm I'm one of those people that I mean don't get me wrong it's technically brilliant as well I don't mean it's not but it, I love art whether it's music or art or writing I love stuff that's just alive mm-hmm. it has to leap out and yeah. Claudia's did um, and then as it turned out I didn't know at the time I don't think either of us knew of each other what massive life is strange nerves we were but I must have seen something in her work that told me this girl knows this title <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you guys have an amazing uh, chemistry through this through this book that you can see that you have to work together to be able to play off each other because it's uh it's amazing if you guys haven't seen it. Uh, volume four is what we're going to talk about today. Life is strange. Uh, Partners in time tracks, and there's also strings, waves, and dust. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are the first three first three um volumes. Um, which I had to go back. Like I'm still making my way through. I'm going backwards now because I wanted to make sure. That I got for this one because I'm like so interested now and in how they build up because wow. when you talk about just like the timeline and time traveling and the fact that you guys are brave enough to take that on because if you're talking about anywhere from Flash to like Life is Strange now where you have to talk about time jumping uh-huh. that's insane <laughs> that's insane to have to to put together and write so you guys each kind of give us like your your take on how you started and making sure you weren't confused because you know what if you accidentally put Max back where she wasn't supposed to be and then had to bring a fort. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, so easily done. <laughs> so mm, I'm interested. Yeah. You said, Ryan, that you've not played the game, right? I haven't played the game. I'm so behind. Like, I feel so out in this world. And now I want to know, like, so much more. I have not played I the game either. I think that's really cool, though, because for us to talk to someone who's reading, the, for the comics to mean anything to you without you having played the game, for us feels that's like really amazing to hear actually because I think we're never entirely sure how much of the readership is people who are coming to it straight from the game and how many people are picking it up as a comic so um you know if you're getting something out of it without knowing the source material that means a lot to us I think so that's really cool um yeah in terms of how so there were things in the game so obviously Matt in terms of Max uh, for anyone out there who hasn't played the game the, the the game mechanic is ultimately you're looking at a slice of life drama but uh max your protagonist can rewind time by just a few minutes so it's nothing what was so impressive to me about the game is there was never anything i mean it gets pretty dramatic but there was nothing huge her power wasn't this epic she could literally change a few minutes and what and and looking at how much uh impact a few minutes of our life can have on the direction of our life i find so fascinating so for max in the game It'd be like, oh, well, she's going to go back and she's going to have that conversation, but she's going to say something different or or something dumb, like she's going to go back and not water her plant and see what happens. Uh, or like just by degrees, you know, time travel by degrees. Um, 
And then what we got to do with the comic was expand out on that in in a massive way because our challenge was to riff off of the mechanics of the game, but the game is obviously interactive. Uh, The comic Mm, is not. You're you're reading it. So it's trying Mm -hmm. to find a way that makes the comic still feel like it's rooted in that same kind of science fiction, that like small level science fiction. It still makes you have to go back and reconsider things. So with Dust, the first book, um, the trick in that one was introducing these things called flickers, uh, which I can't even remember by the time we're into tracks. I, I think flickers were like introduced back in Dust. So they're referenced, so they're worth knowing. And they are just the mm. idea of, oh, no, I don't, how much can we say? I don't know how people listening to this, I don't know how far they are with the comics. We're yeah, like, on the I, I, I guess kind of, if you could give us about, I guess Dust, maybe Dust and Waves are okay to kind of say. I know yeah. this is coming out. Tracks is not yet out for everybody, so I'm trying not. I'm trying to stay away yeah. from some of the stuff that Max and totally. Chloe and Tristan get into, so I don't spoil it for everybody. Absolutely, and I'm making this a really long-winded answer to your question, so I apologize for that. You'll be editing me so much. Hey, this. we're we're nerd out with this. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I want to know all the ins and outs and what we can get. <laughs> so, in order to um, yeah to talk about that approaching different timelines and how we expanded out on it I, there's an example yeah. from back in the game which blew my mind because i hadn't seen it done in that way before and I d- i'm sure mm-hmm. claudia will remember it as well there's a scene we have to break into an office um now bear in mind again max can only rewind by a few minutes it's not like she can right. magically make a key appear or anything like that mm-hmm. but what you get to do in the game in order to get into the office ideally you want to be on on the other side of the door what you do to get to the other side of the door doesn't matter because you can rewind whatever you did but she'll still be on the other side of the door and and so I think the way it works out, you can like, I can't remember, you like kick the door down or whatever, or make it explode using science. Um, and then once she's in the room, she can just rewind that time. So that thing didn't happen. So it was a way of almost like jumping around in space by using time. And it it sounds a small thing, but playing that for the first time, my brain was just like, oh, I've never used time travel like this. This is so interesting. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. So, yeah. It's yeah. very interesting. So getting to play with that with the comics was amazing, but tricky because, again, we're in a static medium that's not interactive. So you have to try and find a way. And what we were allowed to do, which I feel really privileged that we were allowed to do, was not just use Max's powers from the game, but expand and add in some twists. And by the time we reach tracks, Mm -hmm. we've expanded out to a point where we're literally writing and drawing two parallel realities at the same time and having to consider how they impact each other. Um, Which to jump back to the actual question, which is how do we approach that? I, I keep saying to people, I approach it mostly by banging my yeah. head against a wall <laughs> a lot and thinking, why did I do this to myself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, it's very intense. Like you guys, I just have to say, you guys did a wonderful job with this. Cause I even, I appreciate the, the star and Claudia, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about this too, um, some of the photographs <laughs> and stuff, but I enjoy the very previously on sort of thing where you guys kind of catch us up because it helps so much to be able to kind of see, you know, the drawings along with your words, Emma, and to keep it, to see that breakdown, keep going, you know, for each page. It's really interesting. That's very credit to Titan, actually, and the designers at Titan. Um, We have no hand in any of the, like, design stuff around. So everything that's on the Mm -hmm. actual story pages is us, but all the design um, is done by Titan. And I think that previously on was a really good Mm -hmm. idea. Yeah, yeah, to kind of break it down along with you guys drawing. So, yeah, it's really cool. Claudia, how are you drawing? Like, did you accidentally, like, start drawing out, you know, that she made this incident? She went back a couple minutes and they were like, oh, no, she didn't do that yet. Let me come back. Like yes, a little tree or something, time. like, just accidentally draw it. <laughs> a lot of times. 
sometimes I just uh, I finish a page and I just I, I notice that uh, I dressed a person completely different that uh, that was what she would be wearing. Right. And, uh, yeah. I have to draw everything again <laughs> from the beginning. Yeah, it happened uh, not so much, but uh, quite. At least five times, uh, at least, uh, and yeah, we have yeah. a, lot of, a lot of pages. It actually blows my mind what Claudia's had to. Well, she's had to do it because I've made her have to do it. <laughs> Thank you. But, <laughs> but it is it is incredible because we've got quite a big cast now going on in this comic, and yeah, and then you take lot, that cast yeah. and times it by two. But having to keep mm-hmm. in mind that depending on which reality they're in, certain things have happened to certain characters in one timeline that haven't in the other timeline. Claudia and Andrea, between them, have got uh, certain characters who have dyed their hair a different color in one timeline. Or like, uh, yep. there's something I wrote in at the beginning to clarify timelines where with one particular character, something happens to him uh, the very beginning of one and not the other. Right. Mm-hmm. There's like hints so that when you go between the two, you kind of vaguely know which one you're in. So it's a challenge yeah, for the readers yeah. as well, actually. Um, so we love that people are on board with it because it, it, it's a, it's tricky, but Claudia's yeah, got yeah, a magic is, yeah. technique. Claudia, talk about your what you've been doing with the the pencils and the uh, how oh, you keep yeah. the worlds distinct. Yeah, it, since it's really hard to keep tracks uh, of uh, these two uh, timelines, uh, I just uh, use two different colors when uh, it comes to the pencil stage of the pages. Oh, ah, okay. Mm-hmm. I use what, what the the um, <laughs> the timeline where Max is. I usually use orange because, uh, like, gotcha. okay. we, we coded the, the three girls um, with colors. So Max is orange. Mm-hmm. Was it orange or was yellow? Yeah, she's orange, like orangey yellow. Yeah, yeah. I think orange yeah. mostly. Chloe is obviously blue, and uh, mm-hmm. Rachel is uh, more on the red side, red. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just decided to one timeline is orange, the other the other one is blue. So it's such mm-hmm. a good idea because it's so yeah, that is very clever. Compl- yeah. yeah, yeah, because it's, it's complicated it's, enough writing them, so <laughs> it's hard to keep mm-hmm. track uh, sometimes. It's uh, yeah, I've. I've definitely had trip ups. Uh, we've we've got um uh well, I say new. I guess she's not that new now, but she's come on during the pandemic, so we've not had a chance to meet her yet. But we've got Chloe is our editor at the moment on the title, and she's had to like jump in at the deep end as well because imagine editing a title that's taking place over two timelines, and um and she's actually already had to catch me on one thing where someone used a nickname uh towards another character and she actually realized wait that's not a nickname they use in this world they've never said that I was like, oh no you're right um it's yeah, yeah so complicated <laughs> how do you um see I'm, I'm trying to get away from the timeline because i'm going to end up asking a question i want to spoil it for anybody getting into this one <laughs> so i'm just going to ask how long how long does it take for you guys to put all this together like you're getting the writing you're getting the sketching done how long how long does all i take Uh, I mean, probably, yeah, I mean, from knowing what it's like when I'm drawing a comic, I think when I'm drawing, Mm. it's easier to work out a schedule because I know like how many hours it'll take generally to draw a page. Writing is, um, I don't, it's really hard to pin it down because there's the physical act of like typing, she says, mashing. I've been watching a lot of The Muppets recently. It's coming out in my movements. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, that is very, that's exactly how they would type. That's exactly how they would do it. (laughs) 
that's how I do it. That's exactly how the pros work, right? <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, there's the actual time to literally type at a keyboard. But then, yeah. especially with something like Life is Strange, I have so long of ju- it's never. I'm never not writing it because it's always sort of slowly forming in my head. Um, so I, yeah, I couldn't yeah. tell you how long it takes, really. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Hey, well, however really long you guys did, it's enough time for it to be great because I was enjoying it and I was loving the the sketch and seeing everything uh, blend together. What, um, I guess if you guys want to give, I'm trying to, I'm trying to see how to do it without giving any spoilers, but <laughs> what can you tease for everybody about Max and Chloe? Because they're, they're kind of, this is, this is very tense going into tracks here. So what can you guys, can, what can you tease for everybody that they can look forward to? Claudia, do you want to take that one? <laughs> you, you leave me with the death difficult uh, answer. Oh, you don't have to. I, just... <laughs> I'm, uh, I don't know. I have to think about uh, what could spoil. Uh, I guess you're going to see a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, they're, I don't know, they're searching for each other. That's the main point uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, what yeah, yeah. we are going for. And uh that's what uh, tracks is, I think. I think by the time we hit tracks, what's nice is because uh, I, I think Life Strange, the comic was always meant to be a four part. It was originally just going to mm-hmm. be a mini series in four parts. Um, it obviously ended up going overspilling a bit from that, and um, okay. and because of that, what what has initially been quite a simple ending got kind of changed because obviously you have to try and expand out right. the story, expand mm-hmm. the comic. As it is, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take that back now because we've been able to explore so many things. Uh, so it was a transition at the time, but now it, it's given us so many more opportunities to tell story. But by the time we hit tracks, what I really like is there's no question that this is a love story and that we are heading towards a, a direction. You like there's it doesn't. I don't think there's yeah. anyone who would read this who wouldn't know where it's going. But it's about the yeah, journey. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and it's quite nice being a, hopefully readers can feel that kind of, uh, comforted and having an idea of where it's going, but not knowing how it's getting there. Um, yeah, because that's, that's the, there's a lot of twists and turns and, um, how we get to that point. Uh, and as, as you said, and we're talking about the parallel timelines the, with Max and Chloe, uh, we, the key difference with tracks to what's come before and what we've just mm-hmm. been saying about with the challenges for Claudia and Andrea is that, uh we're still following max and her and and chloe and rachel in that in what we call the waves first but we're also going to be following chloe uh from the dust first like uh, the game chloe so yeah it's kind of these these parallel stories of how we somehow how how they bring those things together and the whole thing's told through a, a road trip as well because why not? Yeah, which is really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's that's another reason why I was asking about the timeline. Because I'm like, that's so crazy. I have to do that through a road trip. You're like, oh, I put the wrong character in this in this car or something. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> oh god! I tell you what, that we were both saying that I I did so much research because the idea for the road trip uh, was kind of one of those things that came from higher up because we work with Titan and we work with Square, so right. people mm-hmm. were like throwing things. Um, and it's part of my job to tell my story, but also to to tell it via like things that people are throwing in and want to do and explore. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so the road trip came from somewhere. And, and, um, and of course it's a road trip across the U S and I, I've, well, Claudia, I think you were saying you've never been to the U S no. I, I, I've been to New York. So I've heard, I've been told that doesn't count. 
<laughs> yeah, New York is very much its own little thing, but I, I'm gonna say it counts. But it is very much its own okay. little own little world itself. Yeah. Uh, but having, I wanted to do this properly, and I wanted to research. I didn't want it to be like some ephemeral road trip. Oh yeah, sure, they're drive, they're driving across this big road. I wanted to look at locations and how they could play mm-hmm. into the story, and um, like look work at how long it took to get between them. And in researching this route, because uh, the girls are basically going from Santa Monica right over to Florida, and I. I want to go on this trip now it goes through so many cool places you have such an amazing country um Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of stuff I want to visit and and not only is it lovely stuff to visit that Claudia and Andrea do an incredible job of rendering but it's areas that somehow magically played into the life is strange mythos as well which is very lucky for us Mm -hmm. yeah that was really cool yeah Mm-hmm. yeah that's really cool yeah and there's like and also Tristan I'm tr- I'm staying away from Tristan because I know everybody's gonna spoil some things but you guys gotta look out for he's got some crazy stuff that's coming up that's going in this uh in the tracks and everything that everybody's gonna enjoy um now you guys I don't know if you guys are gonna try to click off after I ask this question because we don't know how to spoil it <laughs> <laughs> okay. but what um the the way that it the way that it ended and that's all I'm gonna say I'm not gonna say any specifics about how it ended is there another one? Is this a possibility of another one? Oh, oh, you mean after tracks? Yeah. Oh, it's not finishing there. <laughs> okay, okay. I was just worried. I was making sure. I just wanted to get that answer for everybody that goes out and read it. I didn't oh, want to yeah. set them up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get my head. I'm trying to remember what's, what's where now. Uh, in my mind, trying to remember where tracks finishes. Um, but either way, absolutely, it carries on. Yeah. Um, there's a. Yeah, we're we're still following our track <laughs> towards the ending so don't worry it doesn't finish with tracks <laughs> that's very cool very cool okay so we have to we are on black girl nurse so the end here i'm kind of curious you guys growing up were there like favorite comics that you guys had graphic novels that really that kind of pulled you into this world a little bit where you're like one day i'm gonna try to do that whether it's a hobby one day i'm gonna try to get into that do you want to go first claudia i've been talking too much <laughs> <laughs> okay i go first uh so i well, when I was younger, I read a lot of mangas, so mostly oh, okay. Japanese-style uh, things. Mm-hmm. And uh, apart from the, you know, classical things that uh, were popular when I was growing up, like uh, Dragon mm-hmm. Ball, Sailor Moon, I'm quite old, so those <laughs> were the things that were really popular when I was growing up. Yeah, um, yeah. And probably the the most... The, the most uh, um, contemporary thing that I was reading mm-hmm. at the time was Naruto, but I wasn't hmm. a big fan of it. Um, yeah. My favorite, I think, are obviously Japanese. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Mars from uh, Fuyumi Sorio. It, it's a shoujo manga. And uh, Akira by Katsuhiro Otomo. Oh, I love nice. hearing you say the, the names. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I really like hearing you pronounce these titles. It makes us, I'm yeah. like trying to jot them down. Like, I need to go check these out. <laughs> yeah, and um, I, so similar, uh, my uncle's Japanese and my dad's Italian. My family's Italian, obviously. So for me, I grew up on like a diet of, of manga and uh, fumetti. Like, so for me, Dylan Dog was a huge influence when I was a, a kid, which is an Italian comic series, which I wish was translated more into English beyond the very piddling amount that was mm-hmm. translated in the 90s. Um, and I think 
to for the ones that were the most inspiration well the way i often say because I, I then got into like um went through like phases of things and then i think by the time i first found the x-men and primarily gambit i was lost and i was a marvel girl and that was it i was like I yeah oh yeah absolutely you. yeah <laughs> um so my what i make is like a product of a lot of things mashed together mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. like even just on the manga side because obviously manga is not a style it is a genre an industry uh probably rosa versailles or lady oscar as it was known in italy and uh mm. ran mahalf like probably my two biggest titles um which are very mm. different to each other um yeah dylan dog which is like black and white horror noir uh mm. kind of broken james bond meets constantine kind of thing hey, um, that's and, a cool and then Oh my god, it's so good! It's so good, um, and and then yeah, the the X Men. There's a lot of other. I generally like the Marvel verse, but it was always the X X Men. Oh yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, yeah, can't um, go wrong with the X Men. I know, right? I'm yeah. I, I don't. I'm. I, we could just go down a separate nerd tangent, but like, uh, like Young Avengers is my uh, is my mm-hmm. my main yeah. Marvel jam. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so. I think, yeah, just a com- combination of things. But I often say that there were lots of comics I read that made me love comics, but Ranma was the first one I read that made me want to make comics. There was something about it that the way Rumika Takahashi uses the page, the space, the comedy, it just changed my view from seeing comics as something that you buy. No one actually really makes them. It was the first time I read something that made me go, yeah, oh, yeah. can I try this? Right. Absolutely. Well, you know what, Emma and Claudia, I'm glad you guys tried it and we love it. And this is great to see this coming out, this fourth coming out, volume four, Life is Strange, Partners in Time, Tracks. Guys, go check it out. April 6th, right? Am I right, ladies? Or am I have to have the wrong date? Is that right? You don't know. Listen, we're going to do, we're going to do April. We're going to do April. Look at, we're going to go, go to Titans.com and check it out. Titancomics.com and check it out for the release date. I'm not going to get these ladies in trouble, but uh, definitely go check it out and, and read it and, you know, let them know. So, um, you ladies, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. (laughs) And you guys stay safe and I will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. The black girl nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.